Hey there, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Circle podcast, where we inspire you by talking to entrepreneurs and business owners about mindset, goals, vision, tips and strategies on how to crush life and business. I am your host, Eric Cabral, real estate investor and a creative. I've been in the creative industry for over 20 years, got my start in New York City as a junior art director and made my way up the corporate ladder to become the creative director at the number one pharma company in the world. That was until I decided to hang up my corporate hat and start my own creative agency called On Air Brands, where we broadcast your brand and your message using social media and live stream events. Hit us up at info at onairbrands.com to learn more. Also, like, subscribe, and share this podcast on social. We greatly appreciate you for it. And also, don't hesitate to send us any feedback that you may have because we always love, love, love hearing from you. Before we jump into the show, I'd like to share what some of our sponsors, partners, and friends of the show have to offer you. Hello, this is Josh McCown, CEO of Viva May Hospitality and the beautiful Renault Resort Winery. I have to tell you, the secret's out, and the secret is On Air Brands. On Air Brands Creative Agency, which specializes in launching podcasts, transforming live events into live streaming events, and social media marketing soup to nuts. On Air Brands has changed the game. There'll never be a day from here forward when you and I and our companies don't need to be on the air. Every brand needs to be on the air, but so few know that. So it's great to work with a group that are ahead of the curve and to find a company that has been built on the core foundation of the future of marketing. If you're ready to broadcast your brand like they've done for my brands, take the next step and make a change that can transform your business. Reach out to On Air Brands today. That's onairbrands.com. Yes, onairbrands.com. Hey there, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Entrepreneur Circle podcast or watching the podcast. Completely appreciate you and all you do and all your help and support uh, for the show. So on this episode, I have a friend of mine, Umang Naik, of the uh, NextGen Real Estate and um, also Cloud Labs Inc., which is an IT company, an IT firm uh, that specializes in SAP. Don't ask me what that stands for, but um, I see that name and know that name being thrown around. But um, yeah, he's an amazing guy. Um, he's he's um, someone that came from India and uh, the story is so inspirational because, um, you know, spoiler alert, the guy barely knew English when he got here and he really strived to become, you know, super fluent and, um, you know, build businesses in this country and basically become a multi-millionaire as a result of all his hard work, dedication, and drive to succeed. So, um, you know, look out there for, for Umang at Cloud Labs. Um, you know, he, he has a wonderful company over there that he's running 
and he's also building and expanding and growing his real estate investment and uh, firm called uh, Next Gen Next Gen Real Estate, which I believe is at nextgenre.com, and um, he's he's crushing that too. I mean, the guy just has the Midas touch because he got into real estate investing 18 months ago and has picked up over a dozen properties already. And um, that's for anyone who invests in real estate knows that's 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 pretty. I mean, pat him on the back. I think it's impressive to to tackle on and, and manage. He's managing all those investments as well on his own. He's not using property management as most people would. But um, yeah, and he's 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 doing it, and he's growing, and he's learning, and he's taking himself to to the next level. But um, you know, guys. Anyone and everyone out there who's listening, um, again, I wanted to thank you. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We're um, hundreds and hundreds of listeners at this point, and I'm really shocked and amazed at how quickly we're growing. And um, that just means and goes to show that we're doing something right here and that we're offering some value. And to me, it's inspiration, it's stories, it's real human stories, and it's really just telling people that, you know, you can do it too. You know, if I can do it. So can you, and uh, people are coming out and they're supporting the show. And I thank you and appreciate everyone else who's um, who's been on the show. And if you have interest in being on the show, uh, please don't hesitate to email me at eric at onairbrands. That's eric at O-N-A-I-R brands.com. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll book you on. I'll have Natalie reach out to you. And she'll uh, organize you and um, us <laughs> to get you on the books. But um, yeah, guys, if you are an anchor anchor listener, um, you know, don't forget you'll get these episodes early. Um, I know the majority of our listeners, you know, looking at the data, uh, are from iOS. So a lot of you listen on your iPhones. Um, I recommend listening to it on the Anchor platform just because it has a lot of cool features. You know, like the um, send messages or send voice messages where you can be on the show. Um, I'd appreciate if you send in some feedback, you know, things you want to hear, uh, guests you want me to talk to. I'm, I'm, I'm open to anyone and everyone that you may, um, you know, push out to us and, and introduce us to. So folks, let's dive into this episode on the Entrepreneur Circle podcast, crushing the IT business and crushing real estate. And man, we spoke after this recording and he has so much more planned um, you know, and I'm, I'm hoping and definitely going to do some business with this man because he's inspirational. He's got a lot of stuff going on. So folks, you're going to enjoy this, be inspired, be creative and enjoy the show. And I'll talk to you after. So yeah, Monk, thanks again for, for coming down and being part of the show and sharing your story and, and, and hoping to inspire others, you know, Thank just you. like Thank you, you and just like me and just regular folks that are trying to make it in life and and taking it to the next level. So, um, Umang, let's 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 dive a little bit into your story. So, um, first and foremost, you mentioned. So, let's let tell people where you're from, and then what, and then and we'll talk a little bit about you know what what we, what we were chatting about before we, we hit. Yeah. Record. So sure, sure, definitely. Thank you, Eric, for having me here again. Uh, so uh, I'm basically from India. So I came here about 15 years ago. Where in India? Uh, a place near Mumbai. Okay. Yeah. 
So I'm uh, in my family, or my family is rather, is, is first generation immigrant here. Okay, so came here about 15 years ago and uh, started my career with IT consulting with one of the major consulting companies. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a good ride so far. Yeah, was that a, a relatively big company that you initially worked for? Or yes, was it one? yes. Okay. I started with one of the, yeah. uh, they call it top four uh, consulting companies. Okay. And you moved here to the U.S. specifically for that company? No, not for that company. So, you know, the way my IT career started was like, uh, I went to Germany first. I worked there for a, for a German company for about two years. And uh, they transferred me to their U.S. projects. Gotcha. So that's where uh, I started my U.S. journey. Okay. Umang shared something with me that I would never have known in a million years. <laughs> Will you mind me sharing this part of your yeah, story? Yeah, sure, sure, please. Umang said that, you know, he's a little bit self-conscious. You know, he's chatting. He's like, you know, he wants to, he wants to do, you know, a really good bang-up job here. And we're going to chat. And I said, you know, don't worry. Everything's going to be smooth. And you told me that you didn't know English when you first moved here, or you didn't know much English. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 was, I was not good at that, I would okay. say. Yeah, very, I could barely manage, basically. Yeah, I would never have guessed that only 15 years ago, you know, I mean, I can't even imagine myself <laughs> learning another language and, and being as fluent and, you know, as, as um, smooth as you are. But so, so tell us how you sort of got over that hurdle and then, um, you know, managed to start your own companies um, in a foreign land and basically succeed, you know, where most people who are born and raised here <laughs> can't even do half of having accomplished half of what you've done. So definitely would love to share my, my little experience. So uh, as I said, came here 15 years ago uh, and then, you know, very fortunate that I got an opportunity to come to us and be part of this this uh, this culture this society and you know we all call uh, us as a land of opportunity yeah. so i came here with a goal that i'm not here just to survive i'm here to thrive right and i wanted to do that with with with, with some passion some hard work some some uh, honesty some integrity and uh, you know came here with some big dreams uh, Luckily, on day one, I came with a job here. I had a job in a nice uh, company, and then I moved on to this uh, one of the top four uh, IT consulting companies. Mm -hmm. I altogether I worked for uh, them about ten years, okay. and uh, uh, while working, you know, uh, I realized that you know I could probably do a much better job. Maybe I can bring a lot more value to my client if I do this independently. Mm. And that's where I, it took a, took a while. Maybe we'll discuss about other, other, yeah, you know, other so, those situations, but it took a while to make that call. Mm -hmm. But once I made that call, yeah. you know, I feel that that was the biggest or the best decisions of my life. Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine. So, so was it, it was a bug inside you always sort of, you know, whispering in your ear to do your own thing. So why? I, I always, on like day one, I always wanted to do something on, on my own. Yeah. I always wanted to build something. Even it's a little thing, but I wanted to build it. So so where do you think you got that? Did, like, do you, does your family own businesses? Do friends own businesses? What sort of inspired you uh, to take that sort of? No, I, I would say that, uh, you know, we never had any business or anything. 
but uh, I, I would say that that came from my dad. So I would say that this is in uh, my my DNA, and uh, you know, I you know at his scale at his level, uh, he would always keep making some deals, either it's related to farms or it's related to some smaller businesses or anything, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, that's what I saw uh, while growing up. And probably that that stuck in my mind. Wait, so what was he doing? It was yeah. So you know, not going into too much details, but we, the place that I come from in India, you know, we are basically the farmers. Mm -hmm. You know, we grow different kind of vegetables and fruits and all those things. Mm -hmm. And my dad was basically the guy who 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 managed that and who grew it significantly. Okay. And uh, I always used to see him making some deals in within within his his. Uh, uh, within his uh, area of expertise rather mm -hmm. and probably that 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 came so did you guys did you grow up on a farm or was there in a way a, yeah, yeah yeah so it's it's, it's pretty interesting uh, childhood i would say yeah that's it's totally cool. totally different than what i have here so uh, is, is your family back there still doing that or yes, oh, yes. Wow. My, i'm the only person in u.s doing it yeah everybody is still there from from my side wow wow so let's yeah let's let's go back to that so your home, you know, you're growing up. How big is your family? Yeah, I have uh, like uh, my dad, my mom, my sister. Not on that big. Okay, so couple. you have one sibling. One sibling. Okay, yeah. so what was it? What was going on? You know, in the 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 twelve year old Umang that was like sitting there on the farm. You know, thinking that were you dreaming about coming to the U.S. and starting your own businesses at all or was no, it at, at that point we didn't really think about all that but one good thing and i should be thankful to my parents both mom and dad that they always wanted me to study well yeah so okay they've gone above and beyond uh, their High ways standards. to to basically make sure that i studied well mm -hmm. and uh, uh i got a decent education i would not say great education in india but a decent education just to stand on my own feet mm -hmm. so U.S. or even Germany that I mentioned earlier was never there in in on my radar or my mind. Mm -hmm. uh, just wanted to do well in India, but you know, destiny—you never know where where that that brings you, right? Yeah. So I'm here. Yeah. So uh, t take me back. I'm really curious about back home. So where there other? I mean, culturally, uh, or especially in your town. Did you see entrepreneurs or did you know, were there people in the family that had businesses, uncles, aunts? That... Yeah, I saw many, I would say, but on small scale. Okay. You know, so the biggest influence is my dad, who was always trying to do something new, coming up with some ideas. Mm -hmm. And the best thing that I saw in my dad was he would think about an idea and he would implement it. Yeah. Implement that. And that is probably, with my experience, I can say that the, the biggest thing a businessman or a person need in order to succeed in in business you know, you know yeah. we all keep thinking about different things Absolutely. but there are very few who implement that and and so and true are there any sort of examples you that come to mind that your father would sort of you know you saw an idea it was just talk and then all of a sudden it became real is there any sort of uh, things you I cannot make? think of anything specific but i'm sure uh, you know when i think about real estate business that i do now yeah, he has done maybe hundreds of deals on farms. Uh, really? Yeah, and and one deal at a time. You know, it it as a child it sticks somewhere in your in your uh, 
yeah uh, body somewhere and you know that you somehow becomes your habit so when you said he did deals um on farm you mean like he bought land lots of land wow yes. yes okay so so back home you know your family has a lot of land and just acreage of yeah. stuff that you can farm yeah that's great yeah and also you know the the, the again going back to real estate right yeah we often hear this podcast or uh, shows or books, right? You know, doing business without money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, we. I, I was just reading uh, uh, Brandon uh, Turner's book the other day, like. Uh, no money uh, down. Uh, yeah, no money down. That the the the, the, the good book, right? Yeah. Good book. My dad, he did that. Really. Like uh, so many years ago, he 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 didn't have that much money where he could really make big deals, mm-hmm. but from small, 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 uh, you know. Uh, he he did well, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So, um, how proud is your dad of like you coming here and 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 building and taking what he sort of passed on, you know, and and multiplying it here in the U.S. Is he? Yeah. So one regret I have is uh, he passed away in two thousand seven. Okay, I'm sorry. So, uh, so he could not see uh, me doing any business at that time. I was okay. still with uh, my IT consulting company. Yeah. But I'm sure he, he would be very proud with, with whatever little we have today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, so. it, it's it's great to sort of have that traditional um, inspirational uh, connection to our parents because, you know, that's that's ideally how it should be, right? Um, um, ideologies, philosophies, um, you know, things that inspire you to become who you are, um, you know, they they're all set in stone when we're very, very young. And if done correctly, with minimal mistakes, hopefully, um, you know, you're a great example of that. And 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 I'm sure with your children now, um, how, yeah, how many kids do you have? I have two kids. You have two. So. Twelve and six. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. So for me, I, that's I'm always thinking of that, Umang. Like, you know, what am I? What am I doing now in the moment? that will potentially embed in their minds, you know, and that's working hard, right? And, and being responsive to their needs and um, always listening and just being around, you know, like my parents were around, but, and, you know, if you're listening, mom and dad, I love you, but, you know, they were very busy, you know, with their lives and not always engaged with mine, you know, and I know that, that those are challenges of life. And um, I'm sure I'm around physically, you know, especially around my my, my oldest, um, Veronica. And she's like, dad, play with me. Even though I'm sitting there, you know, I'm running on five hours of sleep and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't be the prince to your princess for three hours straight. You know, I'm starting to tune out. But, you know, there's, there's at least I'm thinking I'm here versus when you know i was growing up you know i was with babysitters um i was with family and friends um and my parents were always working and i think that's where i got my drive and and my work ethic you know from like you you know from from my dad and my mom but um that that is key and and for those of you who are thinking about you know becoming a business owner or taking that leap and that risk to start up something that you're passionate about, uh, consider that, you know, how, how positive it's going to rub off onto your, your, 
your kids Definitely. and your family. And um, it's a lot of a lot of sacrifice and hard work, but um, you're really, re really passing that on to the next generation um, through osmosis and just through them, you know, being in your circle and, and experiencing it, um, even though it may not necessarily be work for you, mm -hmm. especially like when I used to go over to check out flips. You know, and uh, my daughter would be with me, and the, and she said, hey, "Can I? I'm, I want to come in." And she'd walk around, and it was so exciting. It's you know, some of these houses they look awful inside, and um, you know, no lights, no electricity, or you know, tape on the toilet and everything, and just everything spewed all over the place. It, it looks like something out of a horror movie. And um, my daughter would be there. This is great. You know, who lives here? And I'm like, no one lives here. She goes, but she didn't. Get, but somebody, you know, it's just an adventure, you know. I'm sure she'll remember that at some point in her life. Like, oh, yeah, my dad used to, you know, he was in real estate and, you know. But it's cool. It's cool. And, um, yeah, that's a that's a really touching story. And, and, Thank and I, thanks Thank for sharing you. that. Um, so so when you came here and you were working for a corporation, right? IT company, corporation. Yeah. And, yeah, take us to that time when you started to have the mind shift to, you know, just venture out on your own. And then what, take us through the mindset and then that journey until you finally, what was the catalyst? What was the spark that made you just say, okay, screw it. I'm going to do it and I'm going to start my own thing. Yeah, definitely. So as, as I, as I uh, told you earlier, right, uh, I came here with, with, with a goal to do something, yeah, something good for myself, for my family, uh, uh, I got a good good job, uh, you know, uh, those were uh, 2001, 2002 days, so the market was tight, but yeah. still I had a job and then, you know, I started doing good in that job and uh, over 8-10 years I learned quite a bit, but then there was something in me that was always telling me that, you know, it's time to start, time to start, you know, as I told you before, before the show, like, I could not make that decision. You know, I, I told you that I was struggling with my communication skills and I, I always felt that, you know, that is something extremely critical for, for, for being a successful businessman. So that probably held me back for at least three, four years. Mm -hmm. And that at some point, you know, I said that uh, uh, it's time, time for me to start. Yeah. And, you know, I would also uh, give a lot of credit to my wife for this. She had a very good uh, corporate job and uh, she was earning enough uh, to basically run my family. Yeah. So if I was out of work for six months or a year or two years, she would still yeah, run the, I, run I the relate. show. Right? Yeah, my wife, the same so, thing, you know, you know, bless our wives because that's the, that's exactly, if it weren't for her, I wouldn't be able to be sitting here with you yeah. and um, yeah, paying the bills. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> you know, in US, you, you you know, like it's important to have a steady flow of income, right? So, yeah. so thanks to her, uh, I decided that, okay, let's take this chance. And, uh, you know, I got lucky that uh, my one of my clients, uh, I, I told them that I want to move, move out and do something on my own. Mm -hmm. And uh, probably, uh, touch wood, they saw some worth in me and they said that, why don't you stick here only and do whatever you want to do yourself. Mm -hmm. And with, with all good people around, uh, I think uh, I could get my first first project or other contract and I became a preferred vendor mm -hmm. or our little company be rather became a preferred vendor with this this big nine ten billion dollar uh, company 
and from that point you know it's been it's been yeah very, so very good. so you you decided to make the leap and you told one of your um preferred clients or one of your clients you had a great relationship with that you're going to venture out on your yeah. own and they supported you they said you know mong we're with you and then they left the other corporation or did they had enough work to yeah, give you yeah i, I don't want to to get into too much details yeah. uh, eric about all that but yeah. ultimately they were all good people decent people and they all together basically helped out the situation yeah so okay so they supported you they knew they they they're very comfortable with you they had you build a great relationship and rapport with this client over a course of many years and they helped you when you decided to venture out on your own yes right yes. so um what i love about that part of your story is um it it goes to show how important relationships are definitely and how important um building trust and um and and networking and making sure that no matter how good or bad of a day you're having um you always put your best self out because you never know right um how how that's going to shake out you know like umang said if he was a jerk and he was like having good bad days and you know not necessarily delivering um results to his client at the time um who's to say they would have supported him in his decision right <laughs> no, i think so, uh, uh, sorry to interrupt there but yeah, i think please. one biggest lesson that i learned from my dad or also from my own experience is that you know there are so many smart people all around you know people don't necessarily care about smart people what they care about the people who they think that are decent human beings they who they think that they are not going to excuse my word but they are not going to screw you absolutely right and i think that impression helped me more than anything else yeah okay so yeah. it's it's an important attribute or trait to have in uh, absolutely to be successful i guess yeah because what i've learned um you know owning businesses as well is from from the client perspective if i'm the client um am i going to pay say there's a product that's $500 here right but i don't know who they are i've never met them um and then there's someone who's offering the same exact service over here yep and they're $700 yep. the simple fact that i know them right and i trust them or they were recommended by someone that i trust i'm more than happy to pay more money yep for peace of mind right exactly. and to know that okay these guys are trusted everybody knows and you know i'm not going to get screwed over um so yeah i mean that's a it's a really good point and um and for those especially newer business owners especially younger business owners who are out there and they're hustling and you know oh, i'm going to crush it you know and there's there's so much opportunity out there especially now um i've noticed in the social media management and um you know social media space that a lot of younger it's it's sort of like the new MLM mm-hmm. where um you know all these young you know eager kids are are starting up social media management uh firms and companies and um they don't necessarily know they they may know their stuff as far as social media is concerned but they don't know the business side of things and client relationships and how to talk to people because that had comes with time and sort of age and yeah, more and more exposure because like you said it took you 3 or 4 years to get comfortable in your own skin to the point where you said you know what I'm this is I you know this is good you know I I could 
take it from here and I'll just keep moving forward. Um, whereas, you know, kids who were born here, you know, without those, um, without those crutches or without anything holding them back, go out there and they don't have the integrity, right, that you have. Yep. That's something that I think over time comes, you know, because it's just admitted, admitting, I'm admitting that when I was younger, you know, I was very brash and I was very uh, sort of uh, just rude at times, you know. I wasn't anything close to who I am now. Um, and that, I think, just is with maturity, yep. you know. And um, so what when when you decided to jump into your own company and you started to grow, uh, I'm going to ask a selfish question because I'm in this stage um, in my creative agency. Um, how did you start to scale? Like, what was the first hire and how, how, how frightening was that sort of process? Yeah, definitely. So uh, so thing that worked out for me, to be very honest, is I was at this place for almost uh, eight, nine years supporting, uh, you know, an ERP system called SAP mm -hmm. uh, in supply chain and manufacturing space. And a lot of people, my seniors who knew about that, this is a, like a very big company and they're like SAP and there are hundreds of other interfacing applications and so much. So the folks who were more senior than me who knew about the system, all of a sudden four or five of them left. Mm. And that that left was that created a situation there where, you know, my experience mattered. Yeah. And uh, uh, because of those reasons, you know, and uh, uh, there are some urgent projects, critical projects that, that needed some help. And uh, that's where I stood up, basically. And, uh, you know, one thing that worked out to, for me was being pro proactive. Mm -hmm. you know, I always used to like if I knew that there is a project coming, I would prepare for that. I would go and like build some prototype solution or something. I'll yeah. show that to the client. Yeah. And then, you know, I'll create an impression or I would create an impression that this guy has little more knowledge than somebody else who could potentially do that. Yeah. So with that, in first year, I still remember that uh, I got about uh, five total projects. Hmm. And uh, I, I, I didn't hire any resources until then, full time on my payroll. But I started uh, bringing some help from outside, and then uh, we delivered all those projects within cost, quality, schedule uh, criteria, and uh, client was quite happy. And once you deliver those four or five projects, then you become visible, mm -hmm. uh, and then that's how the, the basically that kept on bringing more and more work. Okay, so your your first hire were hires. You 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 basically brought a team on. Yeah. To help you deliver on these requests and these projects okay so how comfortable were you doing that on your own based i guess on the experience you had in corporate america yeah so one thing i made sure was uh, i didn't just bring anybody that came to me mm -hmm. uh, i i made sure i reached out to my my friends my sap skills circle your network uh, or network rather and uh, i got a uh, few resources based on the recommendations not necessarily anybody that came to me right mm -hmm. so that that's how it, it worked out it was quite important for me because yeah. i was so new i was nervous and i think uh, it was the right thing to do at that time yeah so so you were comfortable because you knew everyone that you I, were bringing on i I, were... I didn't necessarily knew 
everyone, but I at least knew that somebody knew them. Yeah. Uh, and who gave me a good feedback. Yeah. So where are you guys now? I mean, how many years have you owned the... I, what's the name of the company, by the way? Yeah, the name of the company is uh, Cloud Labs. Cloud Labs, yes. Yeah, so yes. C-L-O-U-D Labs, L-A-B-S. Yeah, is that the, the URL as well, cloudlabs.com? Yes, cloudlabs.us.com. Uh, yeah, and, and, and tell the folks at home who might be interested in your service, um, you know, what it is you guys do. And, and Yeah, so we are, after four and a half years, we are a company of total uh, 34 resources. Mm. Uh, we have total four clients. And uh, so far, we have done, to be precise, uh, I just signed a new uh, project or SOW today itself. So with that included, 117 SAP projects we have delivered so far wow. in four and a half years. Wow. And uh, our, our skill is basically, we are, we are like business process people. So, you know, we build processes around supply chain and manufacturing. You know, a good example is like if you place an order on amazon.com mm -hmm. everything happens after you place that order yeah like you know it decides system decides what will be the fulfillment center how the fulfillment center will know what to ship where to ship all that okay the it's inventory like management, all, all logistic and also manufacturing process okay so that's what we have been doing and uh, you know uh, that's what we basically we are we are not staffing company or anything we get our own projects and we deliver those yeah so, so um, you say you have four clients and thirty-four resources. Four, yeah, resources. Um, so my guess is, um, and and I'm basing this on conversations we've had in the past that you don't necessarily have a sales force. Like you have enough work to keep you guys busy for a long time, right? Yes. Um, but you were talking about that, like so. Um, is there sort of a next phase in your mind, like to take the company to the next level of scale, or your you're, you're kind of cool with where things are now, but on the horizon, you're imagining, okay, do I, do I build a sales force yeah. or do I? Yeah. So I, that's, that's an interesting question. And, you know, uh, I, I do want to share my experience on that one. So when I started this, this company, right, I told you first four, first year we got five projects and next year we got another 15 or so projects. Yeah. And all of a sudden in two years, we have, we had 15 resources or so, mm -hmm. and we were doing very good, you know. Think about a person who was working at one place and suddenly have got uh, 15, 20 projects to deliver in a year. Yeah. So that was a very good, interesting situation. And that made me very excited, very motivated, I said. And then, you know, we always talk about goals, setting and all that. So I set a goal of like, in five years, I want to, it's funny, but I want to, you know, still share my experience because yeah. it could be helpful to somebody. I set a goal of uh, like, touching hundred million dollars mm -hmm. in five years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I was on about uh, uh, first two years, maybe three million or something. Mm -hmm. And the way things were moving, I was very excited. So in order to meet that goal, I started traveling like almost every week, Monday to Thursday, I would be on road yeah. meeting lots of different people and all. And very quickly after trying for one year, I could hardly add one more client. Yeah. Okay. And uh, then I, decided to step back, okay? And I, I asked few questions to myself. Like the first question is I touch 40, just touch 40, right? Yeah. Uh, in order to touch 100 year, uh, million, uh, if it's not five years, how much time it's going to take? You know, we have we were building some good, good uh, I would say, foundation in terms of projects, in terms of feedback and all that, doing it for a, such a big company. 
So I thought, okay, if not five, maybe 15 years, 20 years, mm -hmm. it could take probably decades, right? Mm -hmm. Then I asked my question, like, am I ready to invest uh, for say two decades or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, am I ready to keep traveling like that? Mm -hmm. uh, my kids were growing up and all, and like the question I asked myself is, or, or the answer that I had for myself was, it's not really worth, you know, uh, because we are in, let's face it, like in, in SAP consulting, uh, we may be doing good job here, but there are thousands of other com companies delivering the same exact consulting uh, solutions, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't have our own products or anything. So there is limitation there. And I was not really willing uh, to invest that many years growing this business. So I made a decision, uh, a practical decision rather, saying that, you know, I don't want to try that hard. Let's stick to these four clients I have, uh, mm -hmm. stick to four, five million revenue I have mm -hmm. and uh, continue delivering a good job there. Yeah. You know, again, the other thing that I told myself is consulting is always risky. You know, there's so many other factors that, that you are really uh, playing with, right? Or working with. So I didn't want to rely on this business only. And that's where the real estate came into the picture. Gotcha. And, you know, thanks to the guys like you and Matt, Faircloth, Justin, Manny, uh, Hazifa, my buddy Chaitanya. Mm -hmm. I started reading, learning, you know, and then I jumped into real estate about uh, 18, 19 months ago mm -hmm. with, uh, with the expectation or with the hope that maybe in five years, I'll build this second business big enough to, to basically bring probably the same revenue or somewhat revenue that, that I'm, I'm, I'm bringing from my IT business. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's basically my, my little journey and my, like my experience. So one, one important point or message that I wanted to give is sometimes, you know, we set good, big, uh, big uh, goals for ourselves yeah. without being practical. You know, we need to understand the potential of our business, you know, we, how far we can go on that. Right. And I basically concluded that the potential of my business is $5 million in revenue. Mm -hmm. And that's where I want to basically stick continue doing a good job there and then, you know, build this another business probably. Yeah. You said a lot of great things there. Um, you know, one being, you know, setting realistic goals, right? So setting realistic goals and, and, and not setting yourself up to fail, um, is, is one of the keys, right. To success and your confidence. Right. And, and, and I like how you recognize that, um, the amount of work that it would take to get you to that hundred million, um, you didn't say to yourself, that's not doable, I know, but I know what it's going to take for me to scale to that level. And that's like I mentioned, you know, probably building a, a sales force and then hiring and, you know, 10xing, you know, your staff and uh, doing all the things that you probably already envisioned in your mind, man, I don't know if I want that. Right. I, maybe I want that number, but in order to build an infrastructure to, to get to that number, you didn't see that as part of your future and how that was going to affect your family and, and everything that you were trying to do. And, 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 and frankly, I mean, maybe you felt like, you know, I could do that if I want to, I don't, but I don't need to. 
Exactly. Right? So that's where I, I stopped. I think, you know, yeah. I, I had to decide family or uh, right. uh, business. And then I think this is a happy yeah. uh, balance, I guess. Right. So what's cool about the real estate. So before we jump into that, uh, I love to peel back and unpack um, what it is that inspired that moment. Like, do you remember exactly what it was that you, you picked up or that you read or that you listened to? What would, Or did somebody plant that in your ear? Yeah, what, why real estate? Like, how did you get to arrive to that conclusion? To be very honest, uh, I didn't plan for it. So what I, I, I was trying to do is, uh, you know, a uh, lot of Indian uh, families, uh, as you probably know, a lot of them are in hotel business. I'm sure you, you, you know some of them. So that was the immediate next thing came into my, my mind. So I reached out to at least 20, 30 of the folks who are doing well in uh, in uh, hotel business, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, like, I went to them. I said, you know, I have some spare money. Mm -hmm. uh, why don't you uh, take me as as a as a uh, you know a partner or maybe you know? Uh, but nobody. What I quickly realized is that nobody really cares for the money that you bring on the table. Uh, they at least in that industry, they want people who also bring in their own efforts their own time right okay and sweat was, equity yeah sweat equity yeah and i was not really ready for that one so then basically i and also you know quickly i realized that there's no way you can do anything or you can learn at least anything by completely relying on other so i decided that let's do it on my own yeah and then my buddy i mentioned his name chaitanya he came into the picture and uh he brought a couple of uh, four closed uh, properties to me mm -hmm. and said, let's do it. And at that point, I didn't have any clue. So I did about like two, three, four weeks worth of reading, whatever uh, I got on YouTube or Facebook <laughs> or Google. Yeah. And I, what I concluded that, uh, you know, the, the, the real estate investing, particularly in uh, like the buy and hold strategy, uh, you know, uh, it could be pretty interesting. And you can multiply multiply quickly, and uh, you know you may not see the the profit or the the cash flow on day one, but very quickly you can accumulate and you can you can make it big. Okay. So that's where it started. So honestly, not too much planning around that. Yeah. But it once it I purchased those properties. Yeah. Then then it 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 grew fast. So how much convincing did it take? Um, you know, from your buddy that came and said, hey, I got a couple deals here. Like, were you right away just, I don't understand it yet, but I'll just, I'm in. No, or, was it, I, or did you do research no, before I you gave me an answer? I honestly said no to him. Because, you know, when when uh, rental properties, right? And, you know, this is anybody who is listening this or going to listen this, right? Don't do that immediate math. That's a simple lesson or, or advice that I would give. A rental property, like, you know, if you take uh, our Robbinsville as, as an example, right? I have like six properties in Robbinsville. Uh, it's like around fifteen hundred, like hundred and fifty thousand dollars property, two bedroom, uh, two bath, and it brings you seventeen hundred dollars in rent. Mm -hmm. So after doing all this, you save like two hundred dollars a month in cash flow, like six person, seven person, right? Mm -hmm. And you think like, what the heck? Like, I don't want all this hassle for two hundred dollars, right? Yeah. But then, it's not about that first deal or first five deals. Or even first 10 deals. Mm -hmm. It's basically the magic happens after your uh, 10th, 11th deal. Mm -hmm. And I could see that magic myself mm -hmm. uh, in last 18 months. Okay. 
So speak speak a little bit about that magic. With oh. magic. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the magic is basically uh, the way the math works is not about uh, uh, you know. And I'll I'll steal uh, Brandon Turner's uh, explanation here. Mm-hmm. So you know what you do is basically you 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 do the math for five years. You know, mm-hmm. all my I have I told you before I have twelve properties now rental properties mm-hmm. and the do the math I do is not for one year I do it for five years okay okay so what it is is basically I put 20 25 percent down payment mm-hmm. I get about 70 75 percent uh, loan from bank mm-hmm. and uh, uh, what happens is in Robbinsville each property that I got I have at least two to three percent appreciation right uh, yearly appreciation mm-hmm. okay so you add the appreciation you add the cash flow mm-hmm. uh you know uh, you 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 do uh all the math right uh, and then at the end of the day my properties that gives me yearly 7% rate on uh, cash on cash mm-hmm. after 5 years uh they give me like 22% 24% okay yeah okay and this is in a very very solid neighborhood mm-hmm. robins will i Touch wood. I don't think uh, you would go wrong at least in the next five, ten years. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So for those of you who are not familiar with uh, New Jersey or real estate here in the U.S., because we do have some overseas uh, listeners, um, Robbinsville is, I would say, the equivalent of a. It's it's a little. It's it's above middle. It's somewhere between middle and upper class. I would say. You know, average home, four bedroom. Two and a half bath is probably above half a million dollars. Would you say? Agreed. So, yeah. So, so it's it's not a, it's not a cheap town to live in, but it's 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 not um, you know the, the the upper upper, you know like um we have some neighborhoods. Uh, there's there's a place called Alpine, New Jersey. I think that's the most expensive town to live in the country. Mm-hmm. At some at some point, I know that was true. Um, probably five to 10 years ago. I don't know if it still yeah, is. I heard that, yeah. Yeah, Alpine, New Jersey. I think that's where like Chris Rock lived and uh, Eddie Murphy and you know all the celebrities would buy houses there because it's just a stone's throw to Manhattan. Um, but um, yeah, we, we're not that. But uh, it's 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 an expensive town. And um, you know, to, to Umang's point, the, the appreciation play, although personally, I, I try not to um, get too enticed by that. Um, for the simple fact that it is Robbinsville and I'm very familiar with this town and I'm sure people who have towns similar to this, um, it's not a, it's not a terrible plan. It's a good plan. Um, if you're comfortable with that, right. Some people aren't, you know, that, that they, they don't want to consider, they just cash flow. It's all about the cash flow. And, um, yeah. So Eric, I I think this is uh, a good start, I would say for any investor, but you know, I I don't uh, think of having hundred, 200 properties like this. You know, yeah. At some point, I have to stop there, and then maybe think for the multifamilies or you know other other uh, real estate. All. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think you can't really go wrong with your play. You know, especially if you plan to either sell them in five to, to ten years, or if you plan to refi them and and get your your money out. Um, you could even do a blanket, you know, loan. Um, you know, I'm sure there'll be some institutions out there that would love to just take all twelve and put it under one big loan and you can get a ton of your money out and start putting it into whatever you want to put into. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so, so real estate, 
um, is is something that you know I, I love, and I love I love meeting people like yourself and just networking and finding like minded individuals that understand um, the mindset of an investor because ninety nine percent of the people out there who don't invest, right? You have to get to that mindset before you think, okay, and because a lot of people would rather, you know, it's, it's consumers versus, you know, creators or, you know, uh, there's investors and there's non-investors. And a lot of the people who don't invest um, like to consume, right? <laughs> They're still caught in that mindset that, you know, we're sort of brainwashed uh, to to believe. And you're lucky that you were not here, you know, to to get institutionalized and, and, and indoctrinated into that concept because, um, you know, because of that simple fact, my wife and I don't want to put our kids into the public school systems because they promote and push those values of 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 a factory worker mindset, you know, the industrial age. Um, and we can get into a whole topic about education, but um, yeah, I'd rather not <laughs> offend anyone out there who has the kids in the school system. Um, but I mean, Robbinsville is one of those that has a great school system, Definitely. although I think they still, you know, they have to follow the rules and the guidelines, you know, and, and, and they can't teach about finance. You know, they can't educate, uh, you know, kids on investing and how to be an entrepreneur. Like these are things like I want my kids to be instilled with, right, like the values of someone who's going to create jobs and not get a job, you know. Um, so um, you know, that, that's an interesting sort of topic. So do you, your kids are older than mine. Um, is there anything that you do, anything you speak to them about, you know, sort of having that mindset? Or do you try to like, you know, plant seeds on becoming a business owner or like, do you want them to get a good job, become a lawyer or a doctor? I mean, how, how do you feel about that? I think what I try to do, uh, honestly, you know, one thing I, I hated about where I come from, where parents decide what what kids need should be or, uh, you know, they, they decide their career. But I don't, I want to avoid doing that for my kids. Uh, but what I try to do with them is I bring them, first of all, myself and my wife, we try to tell them how the money or how the food comes into the house or on the table, right? Mm -hmm. What is the source of income? What do we do? So my son is six years old. Uh, he at least knows that his dad or his mom, we do some kind of business. Uh, and uh, you know, the other thing I do is I try to uh, take them, sometimes drag them to the properties that I have. And at least I try to keep them involved. Yeah. And I think slowly they'll, 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 they'll get it. I, we don't need to try too hard. No. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And like we were saying earlier in the show, you know, it's just them seeing it and being around you yep. in your business um, as they get older. They'll, you know, it, it, it'll it'll embed, you know, they'll start to realize that, wait a minute, my dad's different than my friend's dad's, you know, and um, it's 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 a totally different thing. And and I agree with you 100 percent. You know, we can't force anything on them. You know, we want to foster anything that they are passionate about, you know, my daughter right now, she's into singing and dancing, you know, and my wife's like, we should put her in classes and whether she's into it or not, uh, you know, cause once you, they'll understand. Yeah. Yeah. Once she's in it, she may not like it, but you know, we want to help and promote whatever it is that, yeah. um, you know, they, they want to do. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, what, what are, what are things that, 
you know, is there anything out there that you would like to share with the audience as far as, you know, your, your IT business, you know, cloud labs or your, um, we, we didn't mention your real estate company. Uh, the name of the company is, uh, next gen, next gen. Yeah. Real yeah. estate, next gen real estate. How did you get that URL? I'm surprised you you were able to secure that name. No, I had to go for uh, nextgenre.com. That's okay. a pretty busy name, right? So yeah, yeah, I imagine um, nextgenrealestate.com is so that's not his, but um, yeah, nextgenre.com uh, and then um, an email that you want to share if anybody wants to reach out to you as far as uh, your IT business or is there is there one real estate at nextgenre.com. Okay, right, right. Okay, yeah. So folks, reach out to Umang there. He's doing deals. He's constantly uh, buying properties, especially here in Robbinsville. Um, you know, do you ever look for private lending at all? I've not done that so far, but, uh, you know, I, I, I don't mind uh, doing that. Yeah, so partnering. Yeah, because I know you do a lot of your, uh, you do your, your, your own financing. Um, but, um, yeah, um, if, if, if you're ever looking for partners, you know, Umang will love to talk to you, especially when you start to get into bigger, bigger deals Definitely. and <laughs> you don't want to put all your money at risk. Um, but, um, as far as, uh, your other business cloud labs, is there any way that people can reach out to you as far as getting business there? Yeah. So, you know, you can visit us uh, at, uh, cloud labs us.com mm-hmm. and you'll get all the details there yeah uh, you know we are in uh, strictly in sap uh, that's an erp package uh, uh, sap consulting world mm-hmm. particularly in supply chain and manufacturing space okay so so we'd love to connect with people yeah yeah awesome and um you know is there any last tidbits you want to share any inspirational sort of mindsets that you'd like to give to the audience at all yeah so i think one one like my own experience and you know I, I don't want to get very cheesy and all but like we all uh particularly who are in very good jobs uh, and I'm, I'm talking to the people who want to get into a business like i have a lot of friends who want to get in the business but they are not able to you know leave that job because it brings very good money and yeah. you know it's very very stable life right mm-hmm. so with me also, you know, I had a decent job and it took three, four years to, to make that decision. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kept on doing work for those three, four years was I was assessing myself too hard. I was trying to look for a perfect opportunity or a perfect timing. Yeah. And, you know, I told you before, right, like my biggest problem was my communication skills. And I always felt, even though I was decent with my IT work, I always felt that I'm not ready. I'm not ready because I cannot speak well. Yeah. So I could not leave my job for that reason. But then after getting into the business, what I realized is what you need to be successful in business is first ability to make quick decisions, mm-hmm. ability to take some risk, work hard. And the most important thing of all is be a good person, be, be a, a decent human where, you know, uh, people above you or below you uh, at your work want to work with you. Yeah. Right? So, you know, nothing new, nothing different, but I'm at least talking out of my little experience. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that. And I I agree with you a thousand percent that, um, you know, you have to be a good person, uh, just genuine and authentic. And um, if, if you're not, 
and you're not feeling that, you know, it's going to come out. People can tell that you're, you know, what we used to say, faking the funk, you know, yep. you're just pretending yep. to be something and that's not really where you're coming from. Um, but what I've noticed that the most successful people that I've encountered over the past, you know, a uh, couple of years is that, um, and, and this is a strange phenomenon and I'm still getting accustomed to it is to give, to give, give, give with not, with no expectations of receiving. Um, because what happens over time is, um, the byproduct of giving and giving and giving and offering value to people's lives and their business, the byproduct is it's finance. The, the, it, it will pay back in It'll dividends. Back. And I've seen it. I've seen it happen. And uh, myself experienced it. So it's pretty wild. You know, like that's that's like a little hidden truth um, that a lot of folks don't realize um, um, is part of success and successful people understand it. And when you start to surround yourself and put yourself in those circles, they all speak the same language and they all do the same things. And that's for a reason, right? It works, right? And that's what works for them. And that's how they got to where they are. And that's how Uman got to where he is. And, you know, he, he just put his truest self out there and, and people gravitate towards that and people gravitate towards, you know, good people, right? Good people are around. And I remember when we got into, you know, first got into real estate, um, one of the things they said is, you know, what we're always looking for as investors, real estate investors is good contractors, right? And I remember one of the first bits of advice I got was um, find a good contractor, find one. And then hire all of his friends and subcontractors because a good contractor begets and right and, and has good people around him. He'll only work with good people. So once you find that good one, then use all of that. So it's kind of this it's the same sort of philosophy, but in different industries. I experienced that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. You know, I have one really good one. I trust him with my life and my kids. And um, yeah, anyone he tells me to use, I just use them and, you know. Um, it always works out. So, but yeah, thanks, Umang, for coming on to the show, the Entrepreneur's Circle podcast. I have Umang Naik here, and he shared his story with us. I am very eternally grateful for that. Thank you. Eric. And uh, I loved having you on the show, and I'm really looking forward uh, to everyone hearing your, your story and your message, uh, because it's a great one. Really, it truly is. Great and, experience yeah. being with you, Eric. Thanks, Thank thanks you so much. much. Yeah. Take it easy. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. That was Umang Nike of Robbinsville, New Jersey. Uh, very special guest that I met, you know, in my networking and um, now a good friend. You know, we meet on a regular basis, talk business, um, see how we can partner together. So, you know, I really appreciate you, Umang, coming on the show. And thanks for sharing your story. So I, you know, a couple of highlights from the episode, I really... Um, you know, I really dig and, and um, appreciated his honesty and how he really, you know, you know, peeled back the layers on you know his relationship with his father and his family and how that all came to pass in his, um, you know, wonderful sort of inspirational sort of, um, you know, relationship that he had with him and, and how it drove him to, to strive for more and to come to this country and to just become uber successful. So thanks for sharing that, Uman. We we really appreciate hearing that. And also, um, you know, I liked his tidbit toward the end where he talks about, 
you know, just being genuine and, um, you know, just pushing forward and, and making sure that, you know, n not to let things and obstacles get in your way. And, um, you know, just, you know, if he can do it, you know, anybody, you know, I can do it, you can do it, we can all do it. And that's basically the premise of this show is that, you know, the majority of the people and everyone that I'm talking to, you know, they're just people, you know, regular people like you and me, except that, um, you know, they, when they come up with an idea, like Oman was saying, you know, they, they do it, you know, they implement. And that's the difference between um, someone who is successful um, and someone who isn't, because the person who isn't is the person who doesn't take action, right? You may have the best idea in the world, but if you don't take action and implement and make that a reality, it that's all that ever will be is an idea in your head. And, you know, doers and movers and shakers are the ones that change the world. Those are the people that, um, you know, create products or services that the world enjoys. And how would that ever happen if, you don't take action and you don't uh, create and you know um, learn from your mistakes you know a lot of people are held back by that fear of failure and it's not something that should hold you back because if um, you know Edison uh, you know who invented the light bulb or or Steve Jobs who invented you know computing as we know it you know in our freaking pockets um, if these folks had never uh, pushed past the fear and and trust me they failed a billion times along the way and learned from those mistakes um, that's then you know we wouldn't have what we have right now we wouldn't have this the evolution of technology and um, you know the, the light bulb or anything that you know changes the world literally um, starts with an idea and a concept and the will to make it a reality and you know having nothing stop you or get into the path of that vision um, is key and instrumental in, to success well that's it for now folks if you'd like to stay in touch with the show you can contact me directly at eric at onairbrands.com that's eric e-r-i-k at onairbrands.com and if you aren't already subscribed to the show, you can find us on iTunes or any other podcast platform. Please rate us on iTunes as well. And always like, subscribe, and share this show on social media. We greatly appreciate you for it. And also, what do you want to hear on future shows? What challenges are you having? Any success stories that you'd like to share? We'd love to hear from you. If you're on the Anchor platform, you can leave us a voice message. We'd love to incorporate you and your voice on a future episode. So once again, folks, thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur Circle podcast. Like, subscribe, and share. I am Eric Cabral. And don't forget, folks, your network is your net worth. Get in the circle.